Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Are you wondering what to do with the next phase of your career? Have you lost touch with what lights you up or brings connection or gives you meaning? And do you feel pressured to blow up what you've already got in order to pursue your calling? In today's coaching conversation, I talk with a guy who's built a successful business that many would love to have. The problem is, he feels like it's killing his soul. He's lost touch with what brings him aliveness and meaning, and he's on a search to find his calling, but doesn't realize that this is just another trap. In our conversation, we take a look at the beliefs that are limiting his mindset, give him some tools to create the aliveness and connection he truly wants right now, and then set his sights on a new possibility, if, if he's willing to do the work. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. So a little bit that I got about you is that, that you've been able to do pretty well for yourself professionally. And now you're at a place of, wait a second, what is it that I really want to do? And, and essentially allow a different set of values to guide that process. That's what I took away. Does that fit with what you're, what you're speaking to? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you said something in there about, a, a, there was a, it, the way you described it, it was like this, I, that's going to be the way I did it is completely done. There's, it was, it sounds really black and white mm-hmm. the way you describe it, this protecting and pleasing and proving. I can't remember the, the exact terms you used, but okay. If I did things from that perspective, pr- protecting, pleasing, improving, I'm done with that. And I'm going to, what do you imagine the next phase would be if you're not protecting and pleasing improving, then what is this idealistic way you would navigate your life going forward as a theory? Yeah. Theoretically, I imagine that you make, you simply make different decisions and I'm not even going to say better, but you, you make different decisions and you, and, and, and you look somewhere else. You can call it your heart or you can look at, I'm not sure where, but you're not making a decision that's based on how is this going to make me look? Is my dad going to put this in the annual Christmas letter or, you know, is that a thing? (laughs) It was, it was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I made it. it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I, I hear this, that there's this different way of doing things. But often that's a theory for something else. So if I did it differently, if I navigated my life differently from a different set of values, then I might, ex- I might have a different experience. So can you describe what you're hoping the experience would be or the outcome would be, how that would be different from what you're used to? You know, the, the experience of the things I do now 
uh, it seems a bit lifeless at the at the moment, at least. Um, it seems a bit void of meaning. And I imagine, like I said, theoretically, uh, there would be a more more of a sense of wholeness. Perhaps there perhaps there'd be more resilience, more patience, which is an experience that I think feels more comfortable than at least what I'm doing at the moment. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about the moment right now. So I'm hearing things are lacking meaning um, and it's uncomfortable. Just tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about, I, I want to get a sense of where you're coming from because it helps me get a sense of where you, you're really, what you're trying to shift. At the moment, really, the only excitement I get is, uh, is when money comes in, but the entire process that leads to that. Um, it, it seems dark and cold and, and, and I guess boring. Um, and an interesting little story here is that I recently launched a new website. I spent so much time on that, uh, you know, a month and a half of really just 10 hour days. And, and <laughs> the moment when it was done and it hit me, well, I just 10 X that feeling. Uh, I, I just 10 X the feeling of lifelessness and, and boredom actually. Okay. So you're able to bring in money, but there's this sense that I want to hear this, this, uh, this script that my career should be what? Fulfilling and meaningful for, for the long term, or I should be connected to it really. (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps I'm, I'm, I'm expecting it to make me feel more whole. So that's the idea is that work, mm-hmm. work would be this place where there's fulfillment, there's meaning, there's connection. You would feel connected to it. Mm-hmm. I'd be able to express more as oh. well. And, the, and then the theory is, is that if I was navigating my life from a different set of values, if I wasn't coming from protecting and pleasing and proving, that I would make different choices and then that would mean whatever career was a product of that would be more meaningful, would be more exciting, would be more connected, would be more of an expression of who I am. Is that the idea here? Is that the, how we're connecting these dots? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, this first stage of what work does for us, work allows us to survive and get through life, which is a really big deal, huge deal. And so that first stage is really about asking ourselves, what should I do? What am I supposed to do to survive? It's like the, to fill in the blank is to survive, to get by. I need Mm -hmm. to feel, I need to feel comfortable. It's a need. I need to have some sense of security. I need to have some sense of belonging. Those are, those are human needs. And without those boxes checked, we really are in a, in a uh, bad state. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if we understand that we can then, once those boxes are checked, that getting better at comfort or better at kind of the uh, financial security or getting better at like kind of just like the fitting in part, the belonging part, we can actually start to feel hemmed in by that. We can feel boxed in. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that we're it's wrong or bad. It just means, oh, we're, I'm outgrowing this. I have another developmental stage that I can move into. Mm-hmm. And I bring this up because I think some people want to look around and then shit on what they've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's like a ladder. It's like, Hey, I'm really grateful for steps one, two, three, four, and five that got me here <clears throat> instead of man, fuck those steps, man. They're just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So we want to appreciate them because if you weren't in a place of comfort and stability and acceptance, we wouldn't be having this conversation about Mm -hmm. what's next. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So we want to appreciate what you've built. We want to appreciate what's gotten you here. And now it sounds like, okay, what, what is it that's I'm wanting now? If I'm moving from what should I do to survive into what is it more that I'm wanting? What is it that I'm wanting to experience? And that's a luxurious place to be. It's a luxurious mm-hmm. place to be. So we want to appreciate that. There's another level beyond that. It's like, what am I called to be? 
So where, where work, work goes from being this expression of our values and who I am in this lifetime to who am I becoming? There's something bigger that's moving through me and as me in this lifetime. And when that shows up, we don't know. It's different for everybody. All right, so I want to, I want to lay that groundwork here because I don't want, um, sometimes we can kind of turn the blade on ourselves. And if I'm feeling a certain way, it means I'm doing it wrong versus it's I've outgrown this, this jacket or these pants or whatever. It's time to, time to move into the next ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an, that's a great shift. And, and <laughs> there's been times I might've message, uh, mentioned this in my message, but there's been times where I'm, I'm getting this feedback from my environment or from family back, uh, back in the States that, you know, Oh, what you've been, uh, you've been traveling the world for five years and you've got this business where you can work from wherever the hell you want. And, and to feel the way I do while having that luxury, I've, I'm something must be wrong with me. Right. Like that, that's the, (laughs) right. Right. People would love to have what I have and, but they don't really understand the experience of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I went through a version of that when I was in my twenties, I'd started a business very early on and it allowed me to essentially be very independent and in how I lived and was able to travel and make records and do all these things. And I it was just, I wasn't for like the, the work itself, which just wasn't for me. And I thought I was insane. It's like, why, <laughs> why, why can't I just be happy with this? And what was missing for me was that alignment that I felt like I was expressing my values. I was doing something meaningful. I was doing something impactful with myself. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was a spoiled brat. I'm like, you're just being a spoiled brat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what if we can befriend what you've built so far? You're very fortunate. What if we could befriend it and look at it as a way, instead of this black and white, either or, that we can use it as a platform that you can leverage to now experiment and move into different arenas. Yeah, I mean, that feels way more uh, comfortable. It takes, it takes a load off my shoulders. How so? I feel that there, you know, in the last 14 years of my life, so the last 14 years of my adult, you know, my adult life, I, I have these, these different milestone moments uh, or decisions that determine the next couple of years of my life, whether it was the degree, you know, what I studied, the job I took, or the business I started, the the, wom- the woman I chose to be with. And a lot of these decisions were, I'm, you know, I'm simplifying things, but a lot of these decisions were do this so they don't think you're a loser. So, you know, so you, so you can do it right, kind of as you mentioned at the beginning. And uh, the, the huge realization that I've recently had was that in these last 14 years, the more action I committed to not becoming a loser, <laughs> the more I felt like one. <laughs> and, and it seems like an impossible situation to be in. You're in a, and that's what I meant when I said I 10x this feeling because I, well, I, I put more resources, more time and energy into this website and felt even more, you know, on a higher level, I felt more frustrated. So it feels good to come back to what you're saying. It feels good. It feels better and more productive to see it as everything's fine and good as it was. And let's explore. We can laugh at the, that as like, it's a cosmic joke, right? It's like, we can spend our lives. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to be so committed to not being a loser that I feel like more of a loser. That's, that's kind of these cosmic jokes that, Mm -hmm. that we run into through like where somebody's laughing, like some, some, some <laughs> existential form is out there. Yeah. Like, Oh, this guy stabbed right in the trap. Right. Okay. Yeah. What do I do so that I'm not a loser? Right. That, that can become this orienting question. I imagine this wake up every day for some folks. What do I do so that I'm not a loser? What do I do so I don't go broke? What do I do so that this person doesn't get, that people don't get upset with me. I don't get criticized. What do I do so that I don't jeopardize ABC? If we were to look at our choices throughout the day, we might see that a majority of them are aligning with those types of questions. Mm-hmm. Those are fear-based questions. They're uh, an avoidance 
what do I do to avoid X? And again, avoiding X can be uh, really important. But we can also wake up to a certain point. It's like, wow, wait a second. I'm still, I mean, I've met people that have millions of dollars in net worth and they're still out running this. I'm not okay if. So it becomes a habit. It's not actually rooted in reality. It's still a, a script they're playing in their heads. I'm still going to go broke if. I'm still going to be a loser if. You know, I, well, I live in this great neighborhood, but I don't live in that neighborhood. So I'm, I'm a loser in those. You know, just this, it's sad how we can get into it, even though we're more than fine that we're still buying into this idea. So you're waking up to it. Yeah. You're willing to challenge it. And instead of moving in this defensive avoidant pattern, that's the purpose of my life is to avoid shit, avoid looking like a loser. You're in a position now to get creative. Defensive, avoidant, switching to more of a creative place. What do I want? Mm -hmm. What do I want? And you name some things. Well, I'm lacking meaning. I'm lacking excitement. I'm lacking connection. I'm lacking expression. I'm wanting more wholeness, more resilience, more patience, right? When we start to think about what you want, I imagine that you want to clarify the actual path and outcome and the whatever this next career is, but does it help you to have it to, for you to be clear about the experiences you want to have? I don't think I've done that. You know, there's things that I actually long to do. Uh, that have been consistent since I was a child. And, um, you know, writing is a big one. And anytime that's come up for ever since I was a kid, actually, anytime it's come up, I've, I've pushed it away. I've, I didn't see the path I, and I didn't trust any sort of path because, hey, I want, I want to make money now. I want to live the good life and, and whatnot. But at the same time, still wanting expression, fulfillment, meaning. Let's imagine that today we figured out the path for you. Mm-hmm. And you left today and it was just clear there were green lights. And you're so thankful, you're so fired up. And I check <laughs> on you in six months and you're, you're, you're making it happen. But eight months from now, you send me an email and you're like, man, I still don't have the meaning I'm wanting. I still don't have the excitement I'm wanting. I still don't have the connection I'm wanting. Would that be satisfying for you? No. Okay. okay. You mean the, the act of, of, <laughs> of, you know, if you said writing is, Brent, you need to, you need to write. And, and then I said, oh, okay, trip, that's great. And then and these green lights you're talking about mainly mean no obstacles. You're good. You publish a bestseller. Yeah. And it still is lacking these things. What would that tell you? Would it, would, I mean, would you be really pumped about that? No. Okay. <laughs> the, the reason why I bring this up is because I've helped, I've helped a lot of people uh, accomplish a lot of things. And if they got to the end and it still felt empty, if they felt trapped, if they felt drained, if they felt isolated, if they felt bored, if they felt overwhelmed, mm, something was off. There was this what the hell's wrong with me thing still. So I want, you, I, want, I want you to understand that there's, for every objective outcome you want to have, whether it's writing a book or creating X amount of money or buying a house in a neighborhood or whatever it is, there's a subjective experience you're really hoping for. All of us are doing this. So in addition or beyond feeling comfort, beyond feeling safe, beyond feeling uh, connected, accepted, we're wanting, instead of trapped, we want to feel free. Instead of drained, we want to feel alive or excitement, as you said. Instead of isolated, connected. Instead of bored or overwhelmed for some, it's more of a peace of mind. I bring this up because if you can start to pay attention to where you feel free, alive, genuinely connected, genuinely at peace, now we can grow those experiences. They're not something that we're going to put on at the end of a finish line. That's the trap. Once I write the book, once I find this new career, once 
whatever, fill in the blank. That's the trap is that once someday I'll, I'll get there. But we can start to look in our lives now, become more aware of freedom, aliveness, love, and peace of mind now, and then begin to cultivate those experiences now, leveraging what you've got instead of I have to find the path and throw away what I've got, make this huge, crazy leap and scare the hell out of myself and risk it all and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have to do that. Now, along the way, you might shift into another direction professionally. You might. But it's not this big, crazy Hail Mary scenario. By the way, I talk about all of this in uh, the book. I wrote a book a while back, and all of this is really at the core of the book. And if we've been orienting our lives to avoid discomfort, to avoid uncertainty, to avoid anything where we might be criticized or look bad or look like a loser, as you said, then life gets really insular, gets boring. Mm -hmm. If I start to orient my life towards what allows greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace into my life, well, that means I'm going to be, I'm going to expect to step into uncertainty, discomfort, People are going to look at me like, this guy's out of his fucking mind. Like, you're going to walk a, a different path in life. It's going to feel dangerous to the parts of us that are committed to comfort, certainty, and belonging. Yeah. So to own my freedom in any given situation means I say no to things. Oh, you can't say no to that. <laughs> right? To experience aliveness means I take risks. Risk, the aliveness is coming like, oh, shit, I don't know what's going to happen now. This might not work. Let's see anyway, right? Just that little stretch. <sighs> I feel more aliveness. Mm -hmm. Deeper love, deeper connection means I'm vulnerable. I'm accessible. I share more of my heart with people. I ask questions or I share more of myself in situations instead of who do you want me to be? Who do you expect me to be? And peace of mind comes from knowing that we're honoring those deeper parts of ourselves and we're showing up fully. We're not holding back. So there's nothing really, quote, safe and comfortable and about that path. But we don't have to scare the hell out of ourselves. We, it's just knowing that we can always, we have the choice to stretch a little bit here and there when we want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think what you just said, too, about um, it's, it's, it's not only been about, you know, proving that I'm not a, a loser or that I'm doing it right and whatnot, but simply just to preserve as well. Simply just to you know, give the people what they came for, uh, or, you know, I am the, uh, the guy who does this, who has this and whatever. And to, uh, yeah, what a, what a bunch of bullshit though, really to just preserve that image that is just killing me, you know? Okay. So it's great just to even recognize, okay, I, I do this thing. It's a habit. Just that you have some awareness of it is great, though. So what we can do, I like to play Monday morning quarterback, which is we all know what we can do. Hindsight's twenty twenty. So let's look at a scenario. Let's pick a thing. Doesn't have to be a big deal, but if you can sense where you did that preserving thing, you did your gig of playing it safe and looking good or making sure you don't lose. And at the end of it, it was like, Neh. It just added another to the pile. Can you think of a scenario or something that occurs pretty often? Mm -hmm. Does one come up for you? Yeah, many things come up to come up for me. Uh, so when I'm in uh, my, my girlfriend of seven, eight years uh, is German. And when I'm in her little village in Germany <laughs> and we're with her parents and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking to them and they, I notice that a part of me wants to always make sure in some, in, in, in my own indirect way, Hey, uh, I just want to let you know, I'm a loser. I'm not a loser. I'm, I've got this going for me. I just want to put that out there. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So let's imagine you are in a scenario with her parents and I'm going to add a, a little bit to this because I want to, <clears throat> I want as a catalyst, I want to shift the dynamic for you a little bit. Okay. 
Let's imagine you know you're not going to be alive in a week. Nobody else does. What is it that you're curious about with them? Like before you die, there's like, man, I've never, I don't know anything about this, the way they did X, Y, Z, or how this impacted them or what they value about this. You're looking, there's this genuine curiosity, not a performative like, hey, if I ask the right question, they'll think I'm really cool. But when you sit with them, is there something that, as you take the attention off of your need to perform, that, wow, who is this person? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that comes to mind that they may have mentioned once or twice in the background and, 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 you, and you just kind of brush it off like, well, I couldn't really ask them about that. That might be uncomfortable. What are you most afraid of? The first thing that came to mind. What if they say marrying my, my daughter, marrying you? <laughs> I'm glad you laughed at that. <laughs> what are you most afraid okay. of? Okay. Yeah. And is there anything about them specifically that, that you've noticed about their lives or about their history or their past? Mm -hmm. I'd love to know, you know, how it was after the war. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, her father, for example, wonderful, wonderful man, but why his mom in her will wrote, uh, and for mm -hmm. his name, uh, I leave nothing because you're the bi biggest disappointment in my life. Wow. Which always blew my mind, you know, ask him about that. As you think about, just even imagine having that conversation, would it be boring for you? No, not at all. Could it possibly open the door to, I mean, it's a risky conversation to have, possibly. But what do you imagine the possibility, the, the other possibility, instead of it just going crazy, you know, and he yells at you and has you, you know, <laughs> storms you out of the house. But what, what could be possible if, when you start to ask genuine questions and follow your curiosity? Yeah, I, you know, I, I invite him to open up. I invite him to, to be there with me in that moment instead of this kind of surface level. Yeah, I did this, you do this. Bo bo boring conversations. Okay. But really gives him a chance. The image I get is that there's life happening up here on the surface. Mm -hmm. This happens with people that have been married for years. And they never take the invitation to go down and go deep, to follow something that was said and say, what did you mean by that? Mm -hmm. Or what, what, you mentioned that, that, that thing that happened years ago and I never asked you about it. I've been really curious. Would, if you're open to it, I'd love to hear more. Yeah. And now life goes deeper. The experience, we're now getting into that depth and there's, it's juicy. It's like, wow, this is a real person. Mm -hmm. my, my heart rate's up. I, I feel my throat like, I can't believe I'm going to ask this question, right? It's like, wow, <laughs> here we go. So I bring this up because this is a skill to develop when you recognize when you're just walking through your day that you could develop a skill to connect deeper with people. This is where we find meaning. What I understand is uh, if, you know, if I begin to engage in this way, simply just, I'll be less in my head. I will be, you know, I won't be dealing with the, the bullshit about, Hey, how can I tie in here that I, you know, just got this customer or blah, 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 blah. I'll stop strategizing and, and really living, you know, really being there. If we zoom out, we come back to what do I say in this moment? What should I say so that I don't look like mm -hmm. a loser? That's the mm -hmm. old script to what do I want to know about this person? Oh man, I, you know, part of me, part of me feels a little, um, perhaps a little embarrassed that, uh, Drip Lanier has to coach me on how to be a human again. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, uh, honestly, I, I think that this is, this is a, a huge thing. I don't think we know how to connect. Mm -hmm. And especially now that most of us are trying to connect via thumbs. Yeah. It's really sad. I'm amazed at the amount of people like, yeah, I'm having this problem with my significant other 
and it's all via thumbs. I'm like, sit down and talk to each other, look each other in the eyes, mm-hmm. connect, don't communicate, connect. It's sad. We don't, we're so hungry for this, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's also risk. There's a reason why we do it with the thumbs. It's a little safer. I can hide out. I can strategize what I'm going to say. I, I can, you know, you don't get to see me and my impact. I can present what I want, whatever it might be. Now you're moving from what do I do so that I don't look like a loser to ah, this is risky, but I'm, I want to know. Yeah. And this person could say, no, or you can, you can frame it. Hey, this, if you don't want to answer this question, that's fine. But I've always wanted to know. Yeah. I've been curious about that. And now you're living from this place of what do I want? You're going into every scenario. What do I want? Mm, okay. Yeah. You're in the bedroom with your girlfriend. You're in a conversation with a client and it's another thing. And you're like, hey, what, what would make this more exciting? So showing up from a place of what do I want? Yeah. Knowing you can always go back to the safety, right? So this is just an added skill that in any given scenario, oh, this is, I would feel more free instead of boxed in if I could express myself Mm -hmm. or I could follow my curiosity or, man, I've missed this person and I, I, I'm able to reach out to them or I'm able to conduct you know, facilitate a deeper conversation with that person. Yeah. But, and the other option is maybe the old dynamic where, where these things do, where you do come with a, with an agenda because ultimately they, they know that there's no way they believe I'm, I'm actually a loser or they think that I'm, for some reason, I'm not able to, to feed, to feed us or something. Right. But rather the, the experience that's missing is maybe what you're getting at this finally this experience of simply just seeing each other right connection you know one of those emotions that the or or one of those experiences that i said i want to have early in the call Mm -hmm. there's another thing that happens here when you start to shift to what you want and i want you to recognize that the part of you that is habitually proving you're not a loser when you when you you can acknowledge him say hey thanks a lot i really appreciate you looking out for me and then you can come back to this more core part of you we'd want to talk about wholeness the more core part of you is like where is my curiosity what is it that i want to learn and then start to practice well what would i ask and then you could practice asking that what that does it starts to teach your entire system that you're okay Through experience, you learn, I can get out of this way of being, of needing to protect and please and prove all the time and start to recognize I'm okay. You said something, you know, I, I could, I can begin asking, yeah, what, what did you mean? Who, or what, what am I asking? As you go through the world and mm-hmm. just starting to be curious, you know, recognizing there's a part of you that's always going to be in that defensive posture. That's not going away. But mm-hmm. right now it's the one driving the bus. Yeah. So we could call it the more adult version of you, the more whole version of you, the more core version of you that is aligned with this curiosity, this love, this expression. What am I here to give? What am I here to experience? This takes mm-hmm. practice. And also recognizing the rest of the system is like, this guy's going to screw it up. Right. <laughs> and this is why sometimes when I'm working with people, we bring in a therapist to help because maybe, maybe this, this need to protect and please improve is really rooted. And it just, it's, there's no way we're getting past it unless we start to heal some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, some of it's a little bit like jumping off the diving board. Like you're out on the end of the dive board, you've convinced yourself you're going to die. And then you jump off and you're like, oh, I didn't die. And then the second, Mm -hmm. third time, you're like, I really freaking love jumping off the diving board now. (laughs) And we learn through experience that we're okay and we can do this. So I would posit that. I would throw that out there too, that you just learn through experience that, man, this thing that I didn't think I could do, I thought it would kill me. I'm actually okay. And it's also where I feel alive. I get to play here. Mm -hmm. This is where play exists. But... Um, there's going to be protests. You can't freaking do that. 
they're going to think you're a loser. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if there's also a, a time element at play here. So if, uh, if this whole time, uh, I, I've been desiring more fulfillment and, and, and thinking that the transaction is simply, you know, find calling a, and then get this benefit that, that I also think it needs to happen now. I need to find this calling now. I need to, like you said, you, you know, you give me the thumbs up and it's all good and done and I get the green lights and, uh, and I'm thinking I need to, I need to look at that too. The, the unnecessary urgency in all of this for me. Here's my take on that. Is that from this perspective of protecting, pleasing, improving, of avoiding bad things. From that perspective, the calling is the thing that's going to save us. Mm-hmm. It's a trap. Uh, it's, it's how most of us orient to romantic love. If I find the one, mm-hmm. we won't have any problems. Everything <laughs> will just go smoothly. It's, I don't have to ever worry or have doubts about things. The one eradicates that. Uh, my calling means I never have to worry about work anymore. Oh, yeah. There's this trap of, I won't ever have to feel uncomfortable again. I won't ever have to feel any kind of insecurity again. I won't ever have to feel any kind of doubts about myself. And Mm -hmm. that's the trap. So if we understand that those things are constant through life, then we can just come back to empowering ourselves to experience greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace. I, I, I don't use the word fulfillment very often because it's too vague for me, but I know mm-hmm. that if somebody, if we're in that place where there's, we're experiencing freedom, aliveness, love, and peace, there, that tends to equal, like, yeah, I am feeling fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And you take any one of those away and it's like, something's missing. I'm not fulfilled. Yeah, okay. To get back on track, if, if I'm orienting my life from this defensive posture, then finding the one person for me or finding my calling is this theory that I'm, I'm safe once and for all, or I figured it out once and for all. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, when we shift into this way of being that I'm describing for you, where it's this curiosity and there's an expression, there's an empowered way of living, then it's more of this exploration and um, experiment. And we might find that as we align ourselves with that way of living, that opportunities arise that we wouldn't have seen before because they were too risky or too uncomfortable mm-hmm. or too threatening to the self-image. Even there, I've got to be careful uh, b- because, you know, when you talk about these opportunities that will come, my, my mind is immediately going to, cool, all right, what do I got to do? So I just got to be curious. And then the, and I'll make some opportunities come. Yeah, I got it. It's fine. And that great. Like, I love that you have this awareness. Like there's, there will be that part of it. It's like, cool. I will, I'm going to solve this and just watch out for once and for all. Mm-hmm. Once that's and the, for all. that's the exoneration trap. Exoneration. Yeah. Yeah. Bill calls it exoneration. No more pain, no more doubt, no more effort. Right. I'm good. I'm set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be on the, the, in the Christmas letter every year. Ah, from here on out, I'm always in it. <laughs> First paragraph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys got to, you're not going to believe what he did this year. Okay. <laughs> what comes to mind? I know that you wanted to, I imagine you were wanting to leave the call today with a plan and a calling and the path all cleared out. Like, and what we're shifting to is more of a way of being. Mm-hmm. And how's that sitting with you? It, it seems like I'll have less to do's and that feels good. You know, it, it seems like, uh, oh my gosh, um, in the past when I've come up with a new plan, you know, a new business idea, this is the thing, this is my calling that's immediately translated into different projects, different sub items and blah, blah, blah. And I just feel that now by shifting to just being curious and maybe even being slow, being patient, being creative, expressing when I feel I need to. I, I feel like I don't really need to write anything down or plan anything. It's maybe just an experience I'd like to practice. I feel, it just feels a lot, lot more relaxing. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's the shift from doing to being. Mm-hmm. And 
what we still find, I mean, this is where the, like the coaching part comes in is as a product of being opportunities arise. I, I will, it's a creative process. So I'm realizing through experience that I love doing ABC as the more that I allow myself to lean into this, that ABC is really important to me and I want to do that. So I would bring some mm -hmm. discipline to that. You'd be able to leverage the discipline and the um, structure that you're able to execute. But now it would be in service more of the things that bring that aliveness. Mm -hmm. Instead of, boy, this is it. Once I figure this out, it's going to be, I'm set once and for all. I don't have any more of this pain or you know, I'm no longer a loser or anything like that. It's just like, no, yeah. this is what empowers me to experience that. And that's sh shifting. Yeah. I'm wondering though, because, you know, we're, we're having a great talk and, uh, you know, gosh, what a great path uh, this sounds like. Uh, <laughs> but life will, you know, when we get off this call, you know, my partner's in the, in the other room. I've got some emails I need to answer. Life will come, will return, right? And uh, And the question is, is perhaps to 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 look closely, I guess, at what happens in those in those moments where I feel less creative and less expressive. Great. So this is where the quote work comes in. Mm -hmm. So we would create experiments. So if this was an ongoing process with you, we were meeting every week. We would follow a hunch, and a hunch that if I had this conversation with my girlfriend's parents, we don't know what would happen, but we could see. Great. Send me an email. Let me know how that goes. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a hunch that if I showed up with this client a different way and I asked this question or made this proposal instead, that would, we don't know what would happen, but let's see. Great. Let me know how that goes. So we start to create experiments for you so mm -hmm. that this was being brought into your day-to-day -day life. You're not allowed to go back to sleep. Right. And the opportunity you and I have now is to think of some things you'd love to play with over the next, let's say, week. Where are some places that are create a rub for you right now? They feel a little trapped or a little drained or a little isolated, a little bored, and find those as doorways. Those are trailheads. Open that up to experience the opposite, freedom, aliveness, love, connection, peace. When you allow yourself to be curious there, to speak up for what you want, to make a request, to make a proposal, or just give yourself permission to show up differently. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that, some experiments that we could create and then create agreements around that, that you will give it a shot and then let me know how it goes. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is I would like to stop saying yes to orders that uh, are difficult or that, that just cause me unnecessary difficulty. Yeah, pain stress okay. and and then take that time take that time that i've gained and dedicate that specifically um purposefully to exploration with no i, I have no idea what i'm going to do in those hours but uh well, let's figure it out let's figure it out so i heard you say you're going to say no to things that were really a drain these stressful orders you that i that yeah. that's how i heard it yeah and let's just name, let's just throw out, just kind of brainstorm some places like that are possible rocks to turn over, to practice this way of being. Mm -hmm. In the mornings, I would like to just dedicate those mornings solely to uh, reading and writing. I mean, those are two things I, I naturally do anyway, but I'd like to give them more of their own time slot. Okay. And here's where some specificity can help because... If you just create a, uh, an agreement with yourself, say, look, you know, between this hour and this hour, that's my time. I don't check work email. It helps to have a little, some, some barriers around that. And then you can always adjust them. But if you did 10 minutes, you'd probably like, I think I did it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to my fearful way of doing things. Sure. So from this place of what, as an experiment, as a place to start, what might be those, that specific time? I would say uh, between six o'clock and, and seven o'clock. So a solid hour. Okay. And then we see what was, what's working and you might decide, Shh, I'm going to bump it up another hour. I love this. Mm -hmm. The world didn't fall apart. So that's how you do it. Okay. What did you just get? What happened? Well, 
I, I think in the past when I thought of, you know, I'm going to find my calling or I got to figure out this thing or to find a new hobby or passion, or, but you know, it's always just some big triumphant, uh, you know, I've found, you know, some, some procession like in the <laughs> middle <laughs> medieval times and I, I have found my calling and, you know, and, but rather, and it's never been sustainable, but, you know, rather than taking that route, just begin, you know, just explore, enjoy even. <laughs> what a concept. What a concept. I think a part of us wants it to be a procession and wants it to be this one. In actuality, it's, it's usually more mundane. It's, and it was always right there the whole time. Mm -hmm. And you'll smack your, I've done this so many times with people and they'll smack their foreheads like, that was there the whole time. Yeah. And I just wouldn't allow myself to see it. Maybe it wasn't special enough or loud enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was just there. I knew it. But I couldn't see it until now. But if you yeah. are, allow yourself to quiet that, and you start to really develop that awareness of where this freedom, aliveness, love, and peace is for you, you'll find this thing's tracking me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was called to coach very early on. I'd say in my life, I knew it. I didn't know what coaching was. I just loved having conversations like this. And then somebody said, you know, you could do this professionally. What? No way sold my business, I want to become a coach. And then I realized, wait a second, this is going to be hard. This is risky. This isn't what I think a successful person should do. I mean, I should be, be able to scale and all that kind of entrepreneurial bullshit. Yeah. And I resisted it for years. And then whenever I coached, I just fucking loved it to this day. And so, you know, whatever those parts were, it's just like, no, it should be this way. It should be that way. And just the whole time I was like, no, you, you love this. Yeah. So let's get back here. Your mornings, reading and writing for an hour, and then reassess. So that's a solo thing. I love that. Is there a place where you interact with the world? Maybe it's interacting with people that you work with. Maybe it's interacting with your girlfriend. Is that conversation with her parents something soon? I want to. That's that's the next level usually, right? That's the where we might bump into the loser script. So. Mm -hmm. I'd love it on a daily basis where you had it in your intention. Like, I'm going to go find an opportunity to lean in this today. If the goal really is to, to start, to start, to start um, acting in a way or, or experiencing life in a way that is less from this, this uh, paradigm of the guy who doesn't want to be seen as a loser. Something about with my business is really is these, the amount of times that I, I say yes, when I want to say no, the amount of times that I just, completely screw myself or, or rip rip myself off in terms of the amount of time I'll have that day to to enjoy life. And I do that so often. Okay. You know that if we had more time and this is this would be the place where we turn that no into a hell yes for you. Mm -hmm. What would be exciting? And it might just be like nothing. There's nothing you can pay. I, it's just not going to be exciting for me. Or yeah. it'd be really, I would be jazzed if it was this, but there's no way they'd go for that. And you're like, well, yeah. that's the request. You could put it like, hey, I'll do this, but it'll be ABC. And yeah. sometimes people are like, yeah, no problem. You're like, holy crap, I didn't think I could do that. Mm -hmm. Man, it, I just want to go back to, you know, the first time I picked up a guitar at 13. You know, you're not, I'm not thinking about, uh, okay, how am I going to, where am I going to record? What, what's that going to cost me? You just pick up the guitar and you, you play Hell's Bells or something, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and you're just pumped that, you know, if you spent a week trying to learn Hell's Bells. Mm -hmm. But but I, wanna, I just want to go back to doing things, even if they seem dumb or idiotic or random. Uh, watching the Twilight Zone from the sixties. I loved that. <laughs> Just watching the Twilight Zone. Why not? Great. And getting back on that level. Okay, I love that because to me that sounds like you're listening to an inner guidance system of where there's mm -hmm. just a fire for you. It just builds your fire, and you don't have to yeah. justify anything. You just love it. Yeah, that, I think that's what I'm after this whole this whole time. That. Imagine living life where I can't, I'm not allowed to do things just because I love them anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have to imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or maybe I work 
to empower myself to have my bills paid and et cetera, so that I can do the things that I love. Mm -hmm. I can play, whether it's music or playing might mean all kinds of different things, but I'm empowered to play. Work is not the centerpiece of my life. Work is a thing that is an engine that, that empowers me to go play. So not fuck you life or fuck you work, mm -hmm. but works like, great, thank you. I have resources, I have energy and time available to go do the thing that feels like play for me. I don't have to justify anything. Yeah. I mean, that fires me up really. It's just that freedom. I mean, that feels like freedom and, and, and it, that's something you can, I can wake up for, you know? Okay. That's a big one. The way that we combat this protecting and pleasing and proving is to be bold and to be playful and to get over ourselves. So as I'm looking for agreements to make with you, where could you be bold? What's that request with, or the proposal that you would make to somebody? Where's the thing that feels playful? Well, wait a second. If I do this, I might look like a loser. I might look like the whole, my whole life might come falling down. Really? I could be a little playful here. <laughs> right? Get over myself. Oh, this is where I'm just fixated on how I look in every situation. I'm in this, Steve Chandler calls it the room of mirrors. Mm. Oh, how exhausting. I could get over myself too. Just take the focus off of me and start to be curious about the person in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Or be curious about how to learn this piece of music or whatever. Yeah. So it's not about abandoning what you've created, but it is about shaping it so that it really does empower you to have these experiences. And to feel a certain way come back to the experiences that you're wanting. Cause you know that if we got to a place where you were feeling the way you described earlier on in the call, we missed the mark. Mm -hmm. But I felt it in you. I saw you sit up. I saw your energy shift when you got back in touch with the guitar. It was like, yeah, here we go. That, mm -hmm. how do we nurture that a little bit every day, that playfulness. Yeah. I can't believe I lost that. I gotta, I gotta say it's a kind of, it's disappointing. It's okay. You're back on it. It is a skill. Weirdly enough, it is a skill. And when I've had these conversations with so many others. They're like, that would take work. That would be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. They want everything just kind of like want to press the Amazon button, have fun delivered to them. It's like, mm -hmm. no, you got to get off your ass. <laughs> you got to go take some risks. Yeah. You got to walk out to the end of the diving board. Mm-hmm. And a part of me too wants to ask, and this is probably, you've probably covered this already in a podcast, but what is, what is the proper way if so, you know, someone's fed up with this, the business or career that they've chosen and they want to make that switch, would it more or less be the similar path? I think so. Mm -hmm. I, it, rarely have I seen that it's this big 180 flush it down the toilet and yeah it's a romantic thing it might sell it sounds good for a, a story but oftentimes it's usually just tracking over 10 15 degrees yeah um but again i want to if your inner guidance system is still rooted in fear and that's where the decisions are coming from mm -hmm. it's going to be challenging to find whatever that that next phase is but if we can start with these small, seemingly mundane things, then you will naturally repel the things that you're just like, I'm not going to do that shit anymore, but I'll do this. I'm curious about this. I want to, I didn't think I could do that before. It wasn't even on my radar before, but I think, I think that would be cool to learn. Mm -hmm. And you just start to, tr you track in that direction of what do I want to learn? What's possible? Oh man, that would be, I, I'd really, I'd have to step my game up to do that. That would be risky. Yeah. Right. So it just, it's a slower process. I say slow because it's not overnight, but it could be a matter of months, years. Yeah. You've got so many things that you could leverage now that shit, making that shift probably wouldn't take you much time, but really clarifying what your no is really clarifying what your yes is and really and understanding that and aligning more of your life to that. It's the path, it, the path kind of shapes itself at that point. When you're walking through your day, feeling your yes and really being clear about your no, it's just a lot more apparent. Mm -hmm. So getting right uh, with what you've got right now 
by saying saying no when you want to say no and make make what you have now work and then introduce your life is a product of all the choices you've been making Mm -hmm. start making choices from this deeper part of you while also respecting your need to survive while also respecting your need for security etc but making more and more choices means the path is going to change yeah and I've worked with guys that their big fear was that they'd leave their corporate gig. And eight months later, it was like, oh, and I forgot to tell you, I put my two weeks notice in today. Like it wasn't that big leap. It was the product of just making 100, 200, 300 other choices that got to that point. Mm-hmm. But that, that last one wasn't a big swing. It was like, yeah, we've already set up all this other cool stuff and it's just, everything's rolling along. You have that momentum. Mm-hmm. But it takes it takes attention. You can't you can't fall asleep. Yeah, it's week to week to week to week to week. Yeah, I like what you said. It's a, it's a, it's a it is a skill, a practice. Yeah, I, I guess I was also assuming no that that stuff should just feel good. Should just you know you know fly into me and <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I love that you can name those myths. Right, it's like oh, it would always feel good. Well, that's certainly going to block anything that mm-hmm. feels risky or uncertain. Yeah. What, what might people think of me? Oh, that must not be the right path. Yeah. But you would expect that. Okay. Let's check it out. So you're walking away with saying no to the stressful orders that you get and then uh, taking mornings to yourself. There's opportunities here I could imagine for you to, to in the way that you meet with others and you interact with others that that would next be more of a next level for you mm-hmm. and to make requests. And that, so I just want to plant that seed that that would be a place where you go from how you, the relationship you have with yourself to the relationship you have with others to the world at large. Yeah. And you bring that alignment there. Okay. So how about sending me an email after December one and let me know how things are going. Would you be up for that? Absolutely. Okay. And if after this conversation, you think of something else you'd like to add in between now and that time, let me know. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's a, it's an experiment versus the way. The cure. The cure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious how this differs from whatever expectations you had for finding your path to it being just kind of step by step by step. Essentially, it's returned me to where I'm. I'm actually at to this this moment, or you know, being in the present. <laughs> call it what you will, but I'm I'm here where I'm at. What I've got going is okay. Um, what else? What else is there? Great. You know, let, let's see. Yeah. Hey, hit me up if uh, other any questions or anything you want to share. You, you have access, so. Cool. Yeah. Thanks again, Trip. We'll talk soon. All right. Talk to you. Bye. So here's the follow-up. A few weeks later, he sent me an email, and and here's an excerpt from what he wrote. Here we go. Since our call, he says, I notice I've really felt much less pressure on myself and more of an open curiosity, as we spoke about. I spent two weeks in the mountains reconnecting with a part of me I've not cherished enough these past years. The biggest takeaway from our call, or even lesson learned these past few weeks, is that it's actually okay to engage in enjoyable things and that these enjoyable things don't have to come under the condition that they'll make me successful or money, well-liked, somebody, etc. They can just be enjoyable things. I also want to thank you for your perspective regarding a proper way to make a pivot in life. Your gesturing of making incremental 10-degree changes in life as opposed to a 180-degree change gave me a breath of fresh air. In Bali, I spent a whole year being around people who, I feel, were telling me to drop everything and commit to a passion, that life's too short to do something you don't like, and that perhaps if I don't incorporate their dramatic, bleeding-heart approach to decision-making, then I'm not a go-getter. I've always sensed something was off in their convictions, and speaking to you, someone who's not in their 20s, really confirmed it's okay to maintain what I've built up and slowly and controlled move on to something more interesting. In fact, All of a sudden, my existing work has become more enjoyable, a surprising byproduct of recalibrating my values and mindset. Okay, that's the end of his email. So what can we take away from this? 
This speaks to how our approach to what we do is just as important as what we choose to do. I can have the greatest life or career or relationship in the world, but if I'm stuck in fear, scarcity, or comparing myself to others, I won't ever feel grateful for it. I won't ever allow myself to enjoy what I have. Now, I want to be clear. We don't want to use this approach to justify uh, sticking our head in the sand or bullshitting ourselves if something is truly off track. It's simply about getting out of expectations for how things, quote, should be and getting in touch with reality. That's a much deeper conversation that we can have later on. If you'd like to have a coaching conversation with me on this podcast, visit thenewmanpodcast.com and shoot me a message. I look forward to hearing from you. If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.